Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And you guys are awesome. Thank you guys for your contribution, as always, when it comes to emails and letting me know where your journey's at. I'm, I'm kind of telling you, I'm loving the spring. It's just beautiful where I'm at in Texas. And we have this gorgeous spring. It's not like any other season. Spring here is just, oh, stunning. Stunning. You get that breeze, the sun beautiful day to go out. Yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. And it makes me want to work on my house. And I'm exploring this within within me uh, because I am lacking that physical challenge of having to fix something. So I just finished re-siliconing my bathtub. So I had to clean it. I had to clean it really, really well, remove all the silicone, all the residual little silicone things and, and, uh, <laughs> and, and it was a lot and cleaning it properly and then reapplying it, but it just makes you feel real good. You know, and a little bit at a time I'm finding myself fixing parts of my home that I just kind of walked around and let it, I let it kind of sit there. I don't know who I was waiting for to fix those things, but I guess for me, I was waiting for myself to get up there and go fix them and research how to do that. And I'm finding a lot about myself as I'm fixing things I really did not think I was capable of doing. For example, about a a week ago, I took my time really educating myself on how to fix door jams uh, because one of my doors had broken and well, actually two doors that had been broken. So I watched a whole lot of YouTube tutorials. Thank goodness for those. And finally got the material together and I did it conservatively. Nothing fancy here. And I got both door gems fixed. I learned a lot about how to do those things and maybe a lot about myself as I'm doing them, which I think is the best part. It's a lot of fun when you get to challenge yourself to do something you've never done before. And you guys don't know this about me, but I was in the military a while back (laughs) and um, I was a mechanic. You know, tools are not a stranger to me, but carpentry is being a handyman is. And so it's exciting to see myself in this new chapter of fixing stuff and being probably the handyman I've always needed. (laughs) It's good to know that I had that inside me all along and And that's great. That's really great. Um, Yeah. (laughs) All this just to say, you know, happy spring, everyone. Beautiful time to be alive and to be just enjoying the weather. Enjoying the weather. And enjoying the people that you love with you. So I recently got an email from a person that has been a contributor before. So thank you so much. You know who you are. I appreciate it. And she's very thoughtful and she does a lot of work on herself. And she's just based on her current email, I can tell she's come a long way. Uh, because that's really how what I look for is just how people talk about their world and the things that they really become aware of. Uh, as time goes by, and you can definitely tell that there's, there's a lot of work that this individual's been doing. So wonderful. Good for you. Good for you. And man, it's just, um, it's a never ending thing to work on yourself, but that just means it gets better and better and better. And she's definitely an example of that. 
So she talked about this thing that she called shame smacking, which I thought was so great. And what she means by that is when a memory comes up of something that she, she called it bad memory, like any bad memory, whether it's something that had to do with um, her making a mistake from something so small to something so big and or what she perceives as really big and and or what you even could perceive as big but what she does when when that happens is that she starts to smack the shame down by simply saying to herself i love you and she says it out loud which i think is fantastic by the way this is her idea she said does anybody do that because i feel like basically like i'm uh, i don't know talking to myself out loud i pretend like i'm coughing when i say that but it's it's kind of become to her i guess become annoying and she feels like she needs to hide it but i think it's great honestly i do i think it's a lovely idea that you you tell yourself i love you it's like you're nurturing yourself as the memory comes in you're talking to yourself safely now whether to say it out loud or to say it quietly that's the rule that you've made up but you can at any time decide to talk to yourself on the inside in a compassionate way. So let's talk about memories, memories that come in about things or mistakes, especially mistakes, things that we should have done, could have done, all that. And I talk about it often, but I tell you, it's never enough, never enough because people's inner monologue is never, um, checked unless you do it on purpose and that's what therapy is really for a lot of the times we check our inner self-talk and from that place we can find what kind of relationship we've got and so if you never really do the introspective work then it just goes it it, kind of goes unchecked so there are a few things that i put together for you that is going to help you out to start doing your own shame smacking i love it thank you we're going to give you credit for all that (laughs) <laughs> but to keep you, uh, to keep your anonymity, it's like, you just know that you did this. So thank you for this wonderful contribution. I like the idea of shame, shame, smacking a memory, a memory that you don't, don't like, but let's go to what a memory is and what we do usually as a coping skill that could be typical for people that, uh, have learned to avoid their own emotions growing up. When you grew up in a situation where other people's emotions were prioritized, like usually a parent, an adult, a caregiver, right? Most of the time, depending on the level of neglect or trauma that you may have experienced in childhood, your emotions have been repressed or shut down as a way to survive your family. And I talk about this a lot, but again, repetition is great for the mind. When we often get shut down for our own feelings, right? Uh, For example, if we happen to cry because a parent may have overreacted and we get scared and a child will cry, sometimes the parent will either be dismissive, cold, or overreactive to their crying because they don't know how to deal with emotions. And so what ends up happening is that child is almost punished or mm, in other ways aversively responded to uh, when they show emotion that doesn't line up with what the parent wants. Now, again, this emotion is an indicator of the child being disappointed, hurt, but they have to learn to shut it down to make the parent happy. Now, this is a pretty important thing I'm talking about because right at that point, we start disconnecting from our emotions. 
and we start prioritizing other people's emotions, usually the parent. This is pretty important because now we are echoing as adults. If this is left unchecked, it'll be echoed as adults in our brain with our self-talk. We'll start talking to ourselves or we're going to sound off on the inside like our parents did about ourselves. So when we correct ourselves, it'll sound like my parents. If um, I make a mistake, I will have to talk to myself like my parent. If I if they use guilt, if they use shame, guess what I'm going to be using on the inside effortlessly? Guilt and shame. Now, on the inside, you are free. This is what we don't know yet. So we are free on the inside to think and feel. We've always been actually free to think and feel anything we wanted. But as children, that was taking, taken away in some way. If we've gone through a very tough childhood, we've learn to minimize our feelings, repress them until they no longer are within our own awareness. And you'll see this because our thoughts usually become kind of automatic when it comes to our reactiveness to things. And as thoughts come in that may not be positive, they kind of take over for us. We feel helpless to them. And that's, again, that helplessness that we had to learn growing up in order for us to survive. But we have to, in a lot of ways, now start unlearning it or um, learning how to be in tune with our own feelings. And I love our contributor because she's ex saying exactly that. She's now becoming more aware of her thoughts that she's <laughs> talking back to them, which is lovely. I think that is progress, my friend. Don't think that you're behind or that that's what I want people to do. I want people to smack down that shaming that we do all day long. It is just echoing and it is inherited, uh, passed down. Uh, we heard it growing up or possibly we just kind of repressed our emotions for so long that we're not, we're not in alignment with them. We don't know when they come in, it's automatic and we just have the same echoing of our parents. So in a lot of ways, we need to outgrow the parent we have on the inside of our mind. Because if I'm still talking to myself that way, with that shaming and guilting and that, uh, that grudge holding, I'm going to have to be aware of that and then approach myself in any way I want to anywhere at all. You don't have to be whatever you grew up with. It is familiar. It is effortless, which is tempting to keep, but going into speaking to yourself lovingly and kindly, it, that in itself on, on the inside of you all day long will relieve you in so many ways. That's actually the number one complaint people have when they come in for therapy is just their, their self-talk is just shaming and all, and they've not really explored it. I like that our friend said that she's going towards the memories. She's not running away from them or trying to binge watch TV or run in any other way. She's just really aware of how she's talking to herself and she's changing it. And that's what it looks like. It looks uncomfortable. It feels uncomfortable because it is not familiar. But eventually when you start familiarizing yourself with how often you do it throughout the day and you're aware of it and you talk to yourself gently and kindly, that's how we confront these thoughts or these memories, 
then things start to change. Now, when it comes to memories, a lot of the way we tell a story about our past makes a big difference for us, you guys, makes a huge difference because we can tell a story in which, and repeat it over and over again. We can even tell other people the same words and telling in the same story in the same way. This can cause us to either perceive ourselves with respect when it comes to our journey or receive or or perceive ourselves uh, i guess as a as a victim or with anger or whatever the case is you have an opportunity with your narrative and how you tell your story of those memories to yourself first and foremost you have an opportunity to change the way you feel about them that's really what we're doing here uh, we're going back to those memories because they're already done so we go back and approach them. We don't want to run away. We don't want to distract, binge watch anything. We don't want to start drinking. We don't want to walk away from them. We don't want to start cleaning to just to feel better. No, we want to confront those feelings. And the more I confront them, the less and less intense they will become. And eventually, I will outgrow the feelings I had towards these memories. They won't be as intense or as aversive because they're already done anyways. So seeking to understand yourself is pretty important. Uh, our friend, uh, which is one of the listeners that contributed to the uh, uh, to this episode, really, um, she said that she is looking f- forward to writing these memories down or writing when they happen. Absolutely, that's a that's a great start. I would write memories down. And I would, especially if they're not, if you have an aversive reaction to them, and then I would retell the story. I would retell the story talking to myself. I even like taping it. I used to tape it on my phone, record it on my phone, not tape it, but record it on my phone with an audio recorder. And I would tell it over and over again how I would want to tell that story with respect to my journey. And I would use compassion. I would listen to that recording and then if I found some something in there that just sounded uh, unkind to me, then I'm going to go ahead and, and repeat it again. But I like to listen to myself back just so I can hear how I'm talking to myself about myself, about my world. It makes a big difference. I love this technique. I really do. So please use that. Whether you journal, I'm not a huge fan of journaling, but I am a fan of audio. I record uh, myself in a vehicle, perhaps, if I'm trying to have a co- conversation that I, I need to have with someone and I don't want to sound mm, overkill, <laughs> overreactive, I usually will record it. And I might record it multiple times before I'm just like, uh, okay, I'm happy with this. I'm, I'm good with this. So try this out. See how this works for you. Again, <laughs> I, I would love if this, these unresolved responses to memories that we've had could be dealt with or processed properly in a therapy session. But listen, not everybody can afford that or has access to that. So that's what these podcasts are for. We can do some DIYs in here. I'm all about DIYs these days. It's a DIY, you know, mini shadow work on some of the, the the past memories that we've had. You know, 
they cause no harm. Think about it. They're already done. So any harm that you perceive, any threat that you feel or resistance that you feel to these memories means that they are unresolved in your mind. Somehow they are, the, the narrative in which you tell the story somehow somehow leaves you unresolved. And so we've got to resolve them. We can do that work. We just resolve them in our storytelling about them. And we do this over and over again, right? So rather than perceiving myself as, you know, let's say if I saw something that I should have reported, but I never did. Let's just say that's an, that's an example, okay? And I always felt guilty about it. I'm going to go back to the past and I'm going to look at it. I'm going to seek to understand myself and why I didn't do it. I'm going to seek to to admit at that time I didn't have the skills to say something and that's okay. And that's okay to say at one point I didn't have the courage, but today I do. If this was to occur again, I have learned that I can. Back then I didn't have that skill. I have to be gentle and kind to myself to sit and point a finger at myself and say, I should have done this and I should have done that. That is just a, a, a life of misery. Well, I don't want anyone to live like that on the inside. So definitely bring the truth out, meaning that, listen, I didn't, I wasn't the same person then. I understand now that that version of me back then was too scared and that she was, she didn't know how to report it. And, and even if she didn't know how to report it, she was afraid of what could happen. All these things are human experiences that a human being is allowed to have. And we're also allowed to learn from them. Nothing wrong with that, you guys. Not, there's no bad memory here. It makes sense. I need to understand me. Ask myself, did I have the skills back then? And and respect the fact that at that time in my life, that version of me did not have the skills that, that the version of me today has. And that's okay. I hope that makes sense. Because it's really how I approach it. We want to look gentler and kinder to every memory we've got. We want to seek to understand rather than judge. We want to uh, understand that wherever you were at at that time, let's say you were in a really terrible relationship where you tolerated abuse, you need to understand that version of you that did that. Respect her. Respect her decisions back then that they were the best at that time. But when she knew better or when he knew better, they did better and that's okay. So there are no grudges we need to hold because you have an inner world, an inner life, an inner relationship with yourself. And we don't want, that's the one relationship we always want to make right. Always, always. So I don't need you to be working on external relationships before you start working on the relationships with yourself. It's, it just doesn't make sense to me for you to show compassion and kindness to other people, but really um, tear yourself apart on the inside. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because our compassion for others will be limited. It will only be for the for different motives that I, I don't think I would want to have. But when I already have self-compassion, self-love, self uh, self-respect, then more than likely it is easy for me to give it to another person. I don't want anything back from them. It's easy because I already have it. Why would I want that back from them? Right? So they're free to do whatever they want, behave whatever they want because I already have all these things on the inside. Does that make sense? I won't be waiting for anything to be reciprocated in this area. Okay. Okay.
there's a big fly here, you guys, big fly. And I just want it to kind of walk it out, but the window's not open. <laughs> so I have to figure out how I'm going to get that fly out. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. Really, those memories are things that we got to face. The whole podcast that I have is, is talking about doing shadow work, DIYs, doing shadow work, doing the stuff that's pretty specific that can be applied right now. All of this stuff. You don't got to wait. You don't got to uh, get anything right before you start applying the stuff I'm talking about today. You are living with yourself all day. If that's not priority to you, if your relationship with you is not priority, I don't know what else is because that's a damn shame. You need to be priority to you. Because from that place, everything else is easy. The day goes easy. Me at work is easy. Me with my family is easy. Me with a flat tire is easy. I am, I am with me in everything that I do and with every person I am with. So please be gentle, be kind to you. It starts with you. Okay. And I love this shame smacking. Let's all start shame smacking. That's beautiful. Smack that shame down. <laughs> Smack it up. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much to our contributor. We love you. And thank you for sending me an email, letting me know where you're at. You're doing wonderful. Keep going. Keep doing the good work. Even though it's uncomfortable, that's what change looks like. It's uncomfortable before we start getting comfortable. So you're on the right path, my friend. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love and light and the compassion to be the handyman you've always wanted. This has been an episode of Drive Through.